Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. My name is Nkechi Walker Robinson, and I am founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, an experienced technology executive of one of Canada's largest financial institutions, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and a viral sensation as my You Matter speech has hit over 6.5 million views worldwide. This show is all about thriving. And I will be bringing on some amazing humans that own their thrive to help you figure out how you too can own yours. So please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on and make sure to join along on the web at empoweredmyskin.com so you can be notified when new episodes are available. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. I'm still clapping after the start of every episode. Yes. Okay. Well, today I am, my guest is known for her fierce and consistent representation of the Black community in PEI. She has lent her voice to speaking up about issues affecting the Black community and being at the forefront of protests supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Not only is she the voice of Black Cultural Society for Prince Edward Island, but she has major vocal chops, I hear. So maybe she'll sing for us. Who knows? As it as apparently she came out of the womb singing. Over and above that, this past August, she was listed on Shadowlands 33 Black Canadians Making Change Now. An impressive list, and she was part of it. Totally incredible. She's helping raise the volume, so keep listening. For now, put your ears together for this phenomenal human, Tamara Steele. <laughs> That might be the best introduction I've ever had. Thank you. <laughs> and that is so subdued. It's so funny because I'm realizing as I edit my podcast, I, I usually, the, the, like the intros are so loud. <laughs> That's like in the red. So I'm like, okay, Inky, you got to take it down a bit. So <laughs> such a pleasure. Thank you for saying yes. My pleasure, for sure. Very, very excited. We are connected through an amazing human, which we both love. So Let's just get started. Who has Tamara Steele become through this season of life with everything? I mean, we had we had a pandemic, we had an uprising, and you know, we find out who we are through these moments of trials. So, you know, enlighten us. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that question. Um I really I'm the kind of person who I really love to answer that question within myself periodically Mm -hmm. so anytime I go through any sort of any period of change or any period of um, hardship or anything different or difficult I um I come out the other side of it and I take stock of what that experience has done to my insides to my mind to my heart and um yeah, this year has just been an incredible year for me. I was just talking earlier to some coworkers and they were talking about um, what a terrible year it's been in general, but kind of making the point that even through a terrible year, I've personally had such a great year. <laughs> and um, it's hard to say I've had a great year given the circumstances, um, but I think that these uprisings that have happened, like you mentioned, are best thing that can be happening for 
for you know the black population right now mm -hmm. this is our turn to stand up and i'm really feeling now that it is our turn to stand up and it is my turn mm -hmm. to um to be a passionate human to mm -hmm. believe in something and to and to work towards um seeing that belief come to fruition and and working to help the community and uh the Tamara that's here is a very different person than the Tamara that started in 2020. Mm -hmm. I never would have considered myself a leader before. I've been an administrative assistant for 13, almost 14 years. And, you know, I love singing backup in bands. I love to just kind of make things happen in the background and let someone else put their name on it. And um, I, I'm feeling that leadership role now and it's coming far more naturally than I ever thought it would. Um, activist isn't a title, you know, Maybe Sassbox was a title before, but <laughs> <laughs> that my mom gave me when I was a kid. But you know, I've I've definitely been the type of person who, if I thought someone was saying something inappropriate, I would call them on it. But to call, you know, the entire community on their issues is not. It wasn't that wasn't what you thought you would walk into. I, but you know I'm doing it and I feel mm -hmm. I feel like this year has definitely made me stronger you know what doesn't kill you mm -hmm. makes you stronger and yeah I definitely feel like this year has made me stronger um as a person stronger as an activist and as a leader mm -hmm. um I've developed communication skills <laughs> this year that I didn't think I had and mm -hmm. I just I feel like I feel more well-rounded and I mm -hmm. and I definitely feel I feel like I'm coming into the power I was born with. So is this safe to say that you are in purpose? Yes. You yeah. finally have met up with your purpose. It was always there. God's like, yo, <laughs> Tamara, come on. Like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Boom. I'm just going to put a big uprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's so true because I... I was talking about this to another cousin of mine, my, my husband's cousin, actually, probably a, a full year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. I, I uh, remember talking to him about being on the verge. We had this conversation about being on the verge. Mm -hmm. So I don't journal a lot, but every now and again, I'll journal you know, you got to get some things out. So every now and again, I'll, I'll journal. And I had noticed that a, a lot of the things I had been journaling at that time were about feeling like some things would happen. Like I'm almost there. And I didn't know what it was. Like, I'm just, I'm on the verge. So I was writing a lot about mm -hmm. just being on the verge. And I, and I didn't, but I thought, you know, maybe am I coming into some sort of creativity um, where I'll really find um, that, you know, hobby that I can run away with and, Am I coming into, you know, I didn't know what it was, some sort of revelation with my job or mm -hmm. something, innovation with my job, and I didn't, and so I'm trying all these new things and trying to kind of feel this out and feel that out, and then when this happened, I was like, oh, this is it. This is the thing that I've been on the verge of, because I've been, I've been watching, you know, friends here that I locally that I admire and and, you know, that one connection that we have, I've been watching her <laughs> and, 
you know, she's an amazing human. So just watching her and, and just seeing people finding their passion and being really passionate and thinking, well, where's mine? Where's that thing mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about? Mm-hmm. Where's that thing that's going to fire me up? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, this, it fell into my lap and here it is. This is the thing. And isn't that that, isn't that that thing? Sorry, that thing, that thing, when that thing. it's like readiness meets opportunity. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the work you've been doing with the Black Cultural Society in PEI since you joined the board in 2019. Yeah, I joined the board in 2019. I did a little bit of work with them in 2018 um, for Black History Month. Um, Just kind of worked on a couple of projects, but nothing major. And um, my part wasn't anything major. And then in 2019, they, you know, I'd been on the radar a little bit just as someone who's in the community and and you know not afraid to be there <laughs> I think I you know I was singing a lot and my name was out there a little bit for different smaller things and um I knew a couple of the founding members and they just approached me saying do you want to get involved and I said yes 2019 they called me on board with a few other people to help organize the events the programming for Black History Month and after February in 2019, that team became the new board. Mm-hmm. And so we all got appointed as a new board because the old board had stepped down. They were all involved in other things and some of them had moved away. And um, it was just kind of, we they needed to, I think they were feeling like they needed to get some new energy on board mm-hmm. um, so that the society didn't fizzle out and you know, time and schedules. And so we all agreed, let's do this. And it just kind of blew up from there. Um, So 2019 Black History Month was amazing. 2020 Black History Month was off the charts. And uh, it just like for a small community to get so many people together and celebrating. And that right, that would have been pre COVID. Yes. Oh, we squeezed our programming in time. And that fact is not lost on us. <laughs> that fact is not lost on us. So, yeah, and just like really educational opportunities and chances for open discussion. Like we hold a couple of panel discussions every year. And the discussion that comes out of that um, is really open and honest. And, you know, we list our, those particular events off by really announcing that it's a safe space for people to be in and to have conversations and to ask the difficult question. So those are really wonderful opportunities. We did a really just, it's probably my favorite event that we've done. We did a a luncheon for women of color Mm -hmm. and oh my goodness, the power in that room that day was unreal. Just there was 20 of us. Mm -hmm. And we didn't plan a discussion agenda. Mm-hmm. We had a keynote speaker and she spoke for, you know, 20 minutes or so. And then I thought, I'm just going to take some notes. I gave everyone notepads and we said, let's just take some notes as you're ta- as the keynote speaker is talking and whatever topic's going to come up that trigger your interest, just make a note of it and we'll come back to it later. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. A couple of people wrote notes. We just... We just got to chatting, you know, we all got in the room and we started chatting and like, it was hard to stop us. We did little breakout groups and <laughs> took some of the topics that were 
really people wanted to discuss in depth and we did breakout groups and talked about it was just so it was so sounds like an event that evolved in an event <laughs> it was beautiful in the end I said you know did the event meet your expectations everyone said it exceeded them and mm. is there any like anything that comes out of this that you want to talk more about or like what's your feedback and everyone's feedback was just when are we doing it again yes yeah for I've been here in PEI since 2019 and you know a lot of those women in that room had been there for not as long some for just as long Mm -hmm. and you know the thing that most people said was I've never I think everyone said was I've never been in a room with this many black people, let alone this many black women. Wow. 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 And just to be able to have that freedom to talk openly. It's very powerful. Realizing we were all facing the same issues and suffering from these issues in isolation when we can just have each other to, you know, Mm -hmm. let that go was really, I keep saying powerful, but it was. and by yeah. this by this time, when did you when did you become the president of the of BECS? Uh, that was in May of 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right after Black History Month, basically, okay. we, did all, we finished all our reporting and debriefing, <laughs> and and then the new board got appointed. And you're just like, ah, oh, I'll be president. <laughs> well, they they appointed me. I, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> I had nominated the person who is now our vice president. Okay. Nice. They. We were all appointed, and um, well, I didn't turn it down. So <laughs> yeah, that's a not that's a serious honor, right? In the journey yeah, to get there, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, to, one thing that I've really been learning is that um, you know, if if you know, you can you can everyone's their own worst critic, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have people who you love and trust, who believe in you Mm -hmm. then they must be seeing something yeah 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 they wouldn't they wouldn't put me these people that I love and trust wouldn't put me in a position Mm -hmm. that they Mm -hmm. thought I was incapable of fulfilling Mm -hmm. right and what what is and what's the like what was the catalyst to get you to say okay you know what I might as well just I might as well, there's got to be some truth to what they're saying about me. Let me catch up. Because before then, there's this imposter syndrome space, right? So, you know, how did that unfold for you? Um, Well, I think when I took on the role of presidency, I didn't think it would be, I didn't think it would be this big. I didn't think it would get this big. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was just like, in this space where, you know, just, just say yes, like, whatever. <laughs> you know, like no one else wants to do it. Just take one for the team kind of thing. And I was like, okay, well, for the sake of ending this meeting, I'll say yes. Like someone's got to say yes. If you guys think I can do it, I mean, I'll do it. I don't not want to do it. I'll do it, I guess. Yeah. It just, it just kind of blew up. We've, mm-hmm. we've just really, my whole thing was, uh, when did it switch? I don't know what the catalyst was. I think it was just did you have a conversation with yourself? Did you look in the mirror and say, okay, Tamara? Yeah, that was a, that was a, a little while coming. That was a little while coming. Um, but it was, it really came down to that. It was, 
it was definitely conversations with myself, maybe mm-hmm. not directly in the mirror, but really just coming to these realizations that well, these people that I believe in believe in me. Yeah. Seeing myself being like, no, you can really do this to other people. And then saying, well, how can I say that to someone and expect them to believe me if I don't believe other people when they say the same to me? Oh, that's powerful. Right? And, and, you know, it was in different areas too. So it's in this leadership role in this, who am I and what can I do? Mm -hmm. These people believe in me. I must be doing something right. Um, But also like, my own self-esteem when I look at pictures like I hate looking at pictures of myself that sort of thing but then I'm like I'm and this is this is new like just being like okay looking in the mirror and thinking oh girl you look good today but then seeing a picture of yourself and being like oh you need to stop eating so much cake (laughs) and then being and feeling embarrassed because I'm overweight and whatever and then realizing you know what I thought I looked good when I looked in the mirror and yeah. I thought I looked fine until I saw that picture, mm-hmm. but everyone else who was with me that day saw what I looked like and saw what beauty. that picture yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they saw, all, they saw your beauty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how can I, how can I disrespect their opinion? Yeah. Of these I love, are? I love that view. It's even just that, exactly that view, disrespect the love that they're giving to me. Yeah. 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 So, I, so it's just this is what I've been learning mm-hmm. in the last not very long. So, tell me something. How has activism? You spoke about it. You know, um, you mentioned you used that word earlier. But how has that impacted your personal, personal and professional brand? <laughs> um. I love that laugh. It's <laughs> <laughs> so much in that laugh. I'm just thinking about like meetings. So I, it's definitely become harder to keep my personal life and I'll call BCS my personal life out of my up to today professional life, Mm -hmm. which has been my job in this art gallery. Mm -hmm. Um, It's getting harder. It has been getting harder and harder to separate. You know, I'm, I find myself doing black cultural society work, which is, has been volunteer work up to you know this point and I'm doing it during the day at work and, and you know when we did the Black Lives Matter merch in June I missed weeks of work and they would call me and say and we were on lockdown so we were at home working from home and they would call me and say hey I need this did you get this contract this whatever da, da, da. And, I, and I would say oh no I'm no I'm not working and they'll be like Oh, you're still not working? Okay, cool. And <laughs> and I wouldn't even question it. They'd be like, she's doing things and we just need to stay out of her business right now. Really? And they were so, well, they were so good about it. And then when I came back to work, I, I asked my boss, should I, you know, take some vacation time to cover those that time? And he was like, I mean, it's a cultural organization and you were doing cultural work. So... <laughs> So he didn't even make me take vacation time or anything. They were so good about it. And in that moment, I was very much like meek and like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm doing all this work outside of work, work in my work. And I, mm-hmm. and, I and it was hard to separate them. And then it, it just went from that to um, 
like, you're really going to make that comment to me right now? (laughs) 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 Um, Like one person that I was working with, I came in after, I'll tell you a little story, after the Jacob Blake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, I I was in this, this space where I just chose not to look at news i not i would you know, keep up with the headlines and not go too deep into the story because it, it wouldn't really affect me and i would get upset and and i knew that would happen and i knew i had work i needed to be doing and i couldn't be losing days to grief um so one day it was a friday morning i woke up and i and i was like what is going on and i with this one particular story and i read some news and i shouldn't have and i got upset i was late for work i came in and i had like my morning conversation with this person and then and then I said kind of as a joke to kind of get my brain out of that space but maybe I shouldn't have said it but I said well I'm gonna go back to my desk and try not to think about Jacob Blake (laughs) and the person laughed (laughs) and I walked away And then I stopped and I turned around and I walked back and I said, I mean, it's not funny. And then I said, it's not funny. He got shot seven times in the back in front of his kid. And the person looked at me and was like, well, I didn't mean to laugh. And then then we proceeded to have a whole conversation. I sat down in our office and we had a whole conversation about why it was inappropriate for them to laugh Mm -hmm. and why this event had affected me. and Mm -hmm. And like, I would never have done that before. Mm. And that was a person who's in a higher position at work than I am. Mm. So like, I would never have done that before. Mm-hmm. And do you think some of that is now, you know, as you're in your purpose, is recognizing that you are the voice of many. You're yeah. no longer just the voice of Tamara Steele. Well, I don't think I am my own voice yeah. anymore. I mean, I yeah. have my own voice. Yes. But I- I you're think speaking, when I'm you're speaking, speaking for many, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm speaking on behalf of the community. I feel like, and, I, and that was a thing we were really adamant about. And, and as a team, as a, as a society, we're really adamant about is we're representing the black community and PEI. We're not representing our own personal opinions anymore. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. consulting the community as much as we can. We'll be doing lots more of that come the new year, but we are getting feedback from the community, we're consulting them, and we're presenting those community needs and those community opinions and mm-hmm. feedback, mm-hmm. Um, not just what we want to do and what, and what we think is right personally. Mm-hmm. We're very conscious of that. So would you say now at this juncture, you know, on December 21st, that Tamara personal professional is blended? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm definitely, because I actually quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a job. (laughs) I quit my job so I can work full time for the Black Cultural Society. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, It was basically like working two full time jobs. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to. compartmentalize you know the art gallery work and the black cultural society work and trying to you know work here all morning and then go to 
uh, a meeting with someone about BCS work at lunchtime and then switch back into our gallery brain after that. And, it, and then I'm, you know, up half the night doing BCS work anyway. Mm-hmm. Was it a scary, was it a scary decision? Oh yeah. I'm still terrified. Today is literally my last day of work. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going from a, a fairly cushy job for PEI working in the arts um, to running a not-for-profit mm-hmm. where we need to be working hard to find our funding every year. And, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's terrifying, but I, I feel like it's the right decision. I don't feel anxious about it, you know? That's beautiful, yeah. I don't feel... Um, I, you know how sometimes you try to make decisions and you think, well, maybe I should hold off on making this decision because something better might come along. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the something better. And I think the terrified is important, right? Because it, it indicates that you're entering into uncharted waters and you're only going to be your best self when you're in that space. If it was too comfortable, that's not, pur- that's not in purpose. Yeah. yeah. When you yeah. when you like trust yourself to say, Woof, this is what I'm being, <laughs> what I feel led to do. That's yeah. the space to go in. So tell yeah. me something, you know, Chatelaine's list. <laughs> <laughs> How did that feel? You know? And you know, when you found out that you're 30 of 33 black Canadians making change now. I don't know what I thought that list was going to be, <laughs> but I thought it was going to be more people. <laughs> and um man who the people on that list yeah. i was so overwhelmed and so incredibly honored to be on a list with afua cooper robin maynard are you kidding me like yeah it, so i'm still more more, pr- more, <laughs> more more proof isn't it because I know what that feels like. More proof. Yeah. More proof. Like Definitely. now that you say it. <laughs> it's just it's more it's more proof that's actually okay for you to look in the mirror and say, yes, man, you rock. Yeah. And so, you know, as you think about, you know, leaving your current, you said job that has a bit of a cushion, stepping into the unknown, you know, this real foray into activism, you know, combining now personal and professional brown and brand and, you know, all the, all the opportunity that lays ahead, you know, what, how would you summarize that? Like what kind of life is Tamara creating for herself? I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm creating a life where I really get to live with passion. Ooh which is something that I have, I think I've been craving that for a long time. Mm. Cause like I said before, I was always like, where's my passion? When am I gonna find the thing mm-hmm. that fires me up? And mm-hmm. now that I've found it, I just like, I'm on a roll. I'm, I'm lit up and I like, it's that flame is burning now and I, I'm not, it's going to take quite a bit of effort to try to put it out at this point. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think I'm creating a life where I get to live in my passion and um, I've always been the kind of person who likes to help people, Mm -hmm. which is 
That's how that's how the flame never goes out. You just keep lighting another candle. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I like I love this space where we get to engage the community and consult them and I and I and and feeling like we're making a difference. Mm -hmm. And um having a really strong team behind me this whole time and I I think that all of the pieces have lined up um that flame is lit I found my passion and um I found a a power that I think I knew was there but didn't know how to activate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um I think I'm just I think I'm growing up. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, I'm going to take you into some rapid thrivers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we've got five of these questions. So when you think about someone who inspires you, who comes to mind first and why? Who comes to mind first and why? Dion Brand, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I love her writing. Mm -hmm. Um, Dion Brand inspires me because she writes about truth and I in particular read one of her books called The Map to the Door of No Return and that book really um, really spoke to me hard about um, belonging Mm. and um, and I kind of, that's something that I think about a lot. And that's, that book is one that I come back to um, quite a bit just to kind of explore that theme mm-hmm. of belonging. And, and I feel like every time I come back to it, it fits a little bit differently into my life. So mm-hmm. I think that, I think that the work that she does and the writing that she does is very inspiring to me. Awesome. Yeah. So what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive, especially with the work that you do? How do you, how do you maintain it all? Meditation. Meditation. Yeah. Nice. You do guided meditation? I, as, I do guided meditation, but sometimes I, sometimes I do silent meditation. Um, and this yoga really, I, I'm not in, I'm not on top of my yoga game right now. Okay. <laughs> but but it's because I'm like, this is the worst it is. I'm up half the night doing work and then I try to get up early and I can't and I'm, and then I don't have time. And But that's going to change again. But when I'm on top of my game, personally, getting up in the morning, doing yoga, doing a meditation and then doing yoga. That's, that's the like. That's me. That's, yeah. the like, that's me for the whole day. That's me. Yeah. Love it. What's a, what's a book that has helped you with your thrive? I know you just named one. Yeah, that one. Oh, um, oh, I read a book and I think it's called, I'm going to look it up. I think it's called Shame on Me. Mm. And I'm, I'm just looking up the author right now. Um, I just read this recently and it's, um, on me. By Tessa McWatt. Okay. M C W A T T. 
shame on me and anatomy of race and belonging again that theme of belonging yeah and I feel like it was she was telling kind of her story but I feel like she was telling you know the story of a lot of young black girls mm-hmm. and, um, and growing up as a black woman and just another book that really resonated with me well we'll check it out and we'll put it in the show notes when you when do you know that you are thriving well and what lights you up um I think I know when I'm thriving when um I think I like I feel like I'm actually glowing (laughs) 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 like my energy gets high and I just i I just, I think there's just this feeling where everything is clicking. Yes, yeah. And, and yeah. then I just it's that feel feeling it. of overflow, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that amazing yeah. feeling, yes. Yeah, when you were telling me earlier, you were talking to your cousin's husband and you were talking about that feeling, I felt like it's a vibration. And there's a song that came to mind by Tasha Cobbs. Um, it's, uh, I went to go and look for the name, but I, I, I didn't want to just, I didn't want to disrupt the, the interview flow, but it's amazing. But it's, it, she talks about, I'm in overflow. My yeah. eyes haven't seen you. You can sing much better. Ears <laughs> haven't heard the kind of blessings that's about to come on me. Victory yeah. is here. I kicked the feet out the door. God's doing yeah. a new thing. You know that song? Get ready I don't for know the song, overflow. But I love it. Yes, it's amazing. I'm sure you could do much more justice than I just did it. But to all my to all my guests, I hope you don't stop listening to me. I promise not to sing again. <laughs> and moving right along, what is one misconception that people have of you um, as they see you in your thrive? One misconception that people have of me as they see me in my thrive. I don't know. Um, I think that to answer that question, I might be projecting, but I feel like I, I think that people think it comes easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm an introvert. <laughs> yeah, so you're pushing through to be that, yeah. But I'm I'm very good at being an extrovert, but mm-hmm. I'm an introvert in the sense that I need that solitude to recharge. Yeah, yeah. So if I get too much public attention, I yeah. kind of shut down after yeah. a bit. And that's when I start ignoring requests and ignoring emails and I just, I can't do it. And so I think people think maybe in those moments that, um, that their email or their communication isn't valid for me or isn't appreciated by me, you know? And it Um, is, yeah. It's just you're in a different space at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So where can we find more of you online? Um, I personally am not online a whole lot, but this, the Black Cultural Society, uh, has a Facebook page, uh, Black Culture Society PE and, uh, or Black Cultural Society PI, you can just look us up and mm-hmm. we have an Instagram page, which is Black Cultural Society PEI. Mm-hmm. And we have a brand new website mm-hmm. by Antimatter Creative Labs in Halifax, shout out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, bcspei.ca. Okay. 
Um, check it out. It's a beautiful website. You know. Okay, I will check it out. <laughs> and uh, and I'll make sure that everything is included in the in the show notes. Great, thank you. And so I have one final question. Feel free to sing if you want. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't know. If you can maybe somehow figure out how you can make this into an ending song answer, maybe there's a song that comes to mind that you want to just, you know, acapella it. It's your choice. <laughs> so the question is, what does it mean to you to be empowered in my skin? Being empowered in my skin, to me, I think means, I'm going to go back to a previous answer and say, I think it means working in my passion or mm-hmm. living in my passion. Mm-hmm. Um living unapologetically and fearlessly in my passion. I won't say fearlessly, I'll say courageously because, you know, it's still scary, Mm -hmm. but you push through that. I love that. And Tamara, with that, I thank you. I thank you for sharing energy with me. I thank you again for saying yes. Um, It has been such an honor. I look forward to continue to follow your work. I am so incredibly inspired that you have done what so many of us fear to do, you know, but really just take that plunge and say, I'm called to do this work. Yeah. And I just know success is is abound. It is going to be infinite and abundant. I'm going to take that and hold on to it. Thank you, Thank you for having me. This has been so nice. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have to have you back because you're going to be smashing, you're gonna be smashing things in 2021. So Can't looking wait. forward to that. Thank you so much. And to everyone that's listening, I know, check this woman out. She has got a voice. Keep listening to her. <laughs> but for now, I have to say, we're out. Bye-bye. <laughs> so there you have it. I hope you're thriving and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you are listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Billius says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome hanging with you. I'm your girl, and I'm out.